We're reading from the writings of Baal Sulam the introduction to the book Panim Meirot Umasdirot. We are in item 6, and the study materials are on the website and the Arvut system, and you can ask questions. The book Panim Mirot Baraslam wrote it as a commentary on the book of the Ari, the Tree of Life, which is a, a main book in the wisdom of Kabbalah. And the Zohar that was written 2,000 years ago is not an explanation. It doesn't explain it. It rather adds to add whatever possible in, in the wisdom of Kabbalah and from the attainment and emotion of it, but not as an explanation of it. And the Ari, who wrote the, the Tree of Life, he wrote it, we can see how it's written, not in an emotional way, but in a more seemingly intellectual way. And and so Bala Sulam who wrote the commentary on the Ari so altogether we have we, the Zohar then the writings of the Ari and then the writings of Bala Sulam so Bala Sulam gives us a commentary on the writings of the Ari and he especially calls that a face that shines and explains, meaning he wants to provide an explanation on the writings of the Ari as much as possible, because by that he wants to, to connect, to link his generation as much as possible to the wisdom of Kabbalah. And this generation is much more developed and connected to science and the kinds of explanations that the modern person is used to. And that's why he writes this way. And so let's see how he relates to us, the new generation. What does he want to say by that? So before we continue, what's the difference between Tess and this book? They both explain the Tree of Life. No, Tree of Life was written by Ari's student, Chaim Vital. And that, nevertheless, there's a 500-year difference. I'm asking what the difference is between and the study of the Tensiot, because they both explain the Tree of Life. Ah, that, uh, as if, let's say it's a kind of a draft for Tess. It's a book in itself. There's a big difference between what he writes in the commentary on the Tree of Life, Tess, and, and Tess, but, but still it's two compositions, two things. I studied both this and that, so as much as... I can understand in my 
humble opinion, is like a preparation for tests. And therefore, with Rabash, we didn't study the tree of life with Panim Yehud but only tests. However, I studied it because Barasuram uh, learned it with someone else. Uh, there was a guy who came every evening to to learn that with him. So I also sat there and, and studied it. What can I say? It's a different style. There are some people who are more drawn to it and others are they're better relate to tests. And some, not this or that, but they're drawn to all the other writings like the letters and the, and the, the articles, because it's all really about one thing, just in different languages and styles, let's say. <laughs> so there's this and there's that. Let's read. So, the introduction to the book Panim Mirot from the writings of Baalas Sulam or in item 6. And now, sons, do hear me. The wisdom cries aloud outside. She calls you from the streets. Whoso is on the Lord's side, let him come to me, for it is no vain thing for you, because it is your life and the length of your days. You were not created to follow the act of the grain and the potato. You and your asses are in one throat. And as the purpose of the ass is not to serve all its contemporary asses, man's purpose is not to serve all the bodies of the people of his time, the contemporaries of his physical body. Rather, the purpose of the ass is to serve and be of use to man man who is superior to it, and the purpose of man is to serve the Creator and complete his aim. As Ben Zuma said, all those were created only to serve me, and I to serve my Maker. He says, all the works of the Lord are for his purpose, since the Creator yearns and craves our completion. It is said in Bereshit Rabbah, chapter 8, that the angel said to him, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you think of him? Why do you need this trouble? The Creator told them. Therefore, why sheep and oxen? What is this like? It is like a king who had a tower filled abundantly, but no guests. What pleasure has the king from his fill? They promptly said to him, O Lord, O Lord, how glorious is your name in all the earth. Do that which seems good to you. Seemingly, we should doubt that allegory, since where does the tower 
Where does that tower filled abundantly stand? In our time, we really would fill it with guests to the brim. Indeed, the words are earnest, since you see that the angels made no complaint about any of the creatures created during the six days of creation except about man. This is because he was created in God's image and consists of the upper and lower together. When the angels saw it, they were startled and bewildered. How would the pure spiritual soul descend from its sublime degree and come and dwell in the same abode with this filthy, beastly body? In other words, they wondered, why do you need this trouble? The answer that came to them is that there is already a tower filled abundantly and empty of guests. To fill it with guests, we need the existence of this man made of upper and lower together. For this reason, this pure soul must clothe in the dress of this filthy body. They immediately understood it and said, do that which seems good to you. It's what we are unable to do, understand why the world is so broken and we are broken, and why the Creator, who is so whole, did not create the world as whole to begin with, and prepared for us only bad things and difficult things, and we try to reach corrections and we can't, and we're always in a complaint, complaining to about ourselves and creation and to the Creator and and, and about the, the, the friends, the closer, farther from us. Why did the Creator do all that? So the angels, it says here, understood that that the Creator created all created beings for the upper, higher reason. And therefore, there's really nothing to to say here because everything is aimed at the correction and working towards correction. Questions? We don't have questions from all our friends, so we'll continue. See, same people who ask every day, they now, they're asking again. Okay, let's go. All right, PT13, that's new. We read that man doesn't need to serve other created beings like the donkey or the ass doesn't have to serve the other donkeys. Just as he serves man, man must serve too. We also read that man does have to serve all the other creatures and to benefit them and to help them advance. So what's the difference between those two ways to use it? Very good. You asked, well, 
Meaning, if I am going to serve human beings, or we do it for our own good, like we live off each other, make a living off each other, that's not what we were born for. We were born to bring humanity closer to the Creator, because from there we have to receive corrections and fulfillments to our vessels. If we do that, we have our lifetime, and if we do it throughout our lifetime, then we advance. And if we don't, and if we can't manage to, to do it, then we as if need to come back and try and do it again. We, we have to advance towards the Creator throughout our life and thus see the goal. And not that we were born to serve other people so as to improve this world, but rather from this world rise to the recognition of the upper world while we are living in our body in this world to rise in our spirit to the upper world and there we will find the purpose of creation and our true purpose of life. It turns out that the actions can be the same but the usage will have a different purpose. I didn't understand how. The actions to serve created beings. If I serve people, but with the intention that by that both them and I will advance towards the Creator, then someone on the outside might see my actions as corporeal actions, because they don't see my intentions. Intentions are always hidden. And you can't say what is the intention with which one engages in something. But we, in each and every action, want to reach a state where, where we come to serve the Creator. Belarus. It's written that man was created in the image of the Creator. What does that mean? Man comes down from a degree where he was bonded with the Creator because the Creator created him. Then he descends and moves away from the degrees of the Creator until he takes on the form of of our world. I'm not talking about the bodily form which we imagine that we exist in, but the corporeal form that is in order to receive. That is how we descend from a degree of in order to bestow, where we were uh, bonded with the Creator, to in order to receive, which is our form here. All right. 
Let's then, if there's no questions from the groups, let's go to PT19. Yeah. Can you hear me? Good morning, Rob. Friends, can you hear me? For now. All right. He writes here that there's already a tower filled with good and it's empty of guests. Listen, we don't see that. We don't see this goodness. It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You don't see it. I do see it. You see it, but people of the world don't. That's why we have so many problems. That's why we exist, to bring them into this too. It's a problem. It's not a problem. So, it's the purpose we have to advance towards. My question is, why aren't we shown at least just the tip of it, the, the, the sum of it? You don't have the vessels to see spirituality. You don't have the vessels. So what are you crying about? Like a baby that they don't give him something because he can stab himself in the eye with something sharp. What can you do? That's what I'm asking you. He writes that the, the reality of the upper and the lower needs to be together. What does it mean? That we need to be connected from our will to receive with the intention to bestow which is the creator with those two we need to be together then we'll feel inside us all the matter of spirituality Rav, I'm studying with you for 15 years some people for 20 years we're not revealing this tower why? why so, so much time? You're lacking the intention. Can you define what is the intention? In order to bestow. Yes, but what do you need to think about? To give contentment through the friends to the Creator. And there's any actions besides that? Yes, connection between us until we'll feel that we're connected and through our connection we're able to bestow to the Creator. Can you give an example for connection between us? I can't show it to you because it's not in material, it's an intention. Only intention? Yes. Thank you. Latin 29. Sorry, PT29. Thank you. Rav, what is that force of the angels that have, that they pondered and they were, uh, they were uh, overwhelmed, all this relationship of uh, how the Creator creates the human? It's that all the forces of nature, spiritual ones, can't adjust to the corporeal person until the person doesn't adjust himself to a spiritual force. Next, Amit. We are continuing and know that this tower filled abundantly implies all the pleasure and goodness for which he created the creatures. As our sages said, the conduct of the good is to do good. Hence, he created the worlds to delight his creatures.
And since there's no past or future in him, we must realize that as soon as he thought to create creatures and delight them, they emerged and were instantly made before him, they and their and all their fulfillments of delight and pleasure as he had intended for them. It is written in the book Chefzibah, My Delight is in Her, by the Ari, that all the worlds, upper and lower together, are contained in the Ensof. And even before the Timtum, restriction by way of He is one and His name one. The Tzimtzum, which is the root of the world's Abiyya, which reach up to this world, occurred because the roots of the souls themselves yearn to equalize their form with the emanator. This is the meaning of Dvekut, adhesion. As separation and adhesion in anything spiritual is only is possible only in values of equivalence of form or disparity of form. Since he wanted to delight them, the will to receive pleasure was necessarily imprinted in the receivers. Thus their form has been changed from his, since this form is not at all present in the emanator as from whom would he receive. The tzimtzum and the gvul, the boundary, were made for this correction until the emergence of this world to a reality of the clothing of a soul in a corporeal body, when one engages in Torah and work in order to bestow contentment upon one's maker, the form of reception will be reunited in order to bestow once more. This is the meaning of the text, and to cleave unto him, since then one equalizes one's form to one's maker. And as we've said, equivalence of form is dvekut in spirituality. When the matter of dvekut is completed in all the parts of the soul, the worlds will return to the state of ensof, as prior to the Tzimtzum. In their land, they will inherit doubly. Since then, they will be able to receive once more all the pleasure and delight prepared for them in advance in the world of Ensof. Moreover, now they are prepared for the real Dvekut without any disparity of form. Since their reception is no longer for themselves, but to bestow contentment upon their Maker, you find that they have equalized in the form of bestowal with the Maker, and I've already elaborated on these matters suitably in Panimiodomos Bilot, Branch 1. Questions? PTS Rimatesha. PT29. What's up? We always talk about the Creator, the Emanator, and from whom would He receive. And then we say that all the work is to bestow contentment to Him. If He cannot receive, how can we bring Him contentment? 
who said he can't receive, who told you? He writes here. If you give an opportunity to bestow, he bestows. So what do you give him? You give him a vessel to bestow. That is what he's expecting. If we manage to make him happy, does that mean I don't know mean what that make, making him happy is. To make happy is a result of an action. The action is that you're giving him an ability to bestow. He has only one deficiency, to bestow to the lower ones that he created. He created them in the world to receive. If the lower ones are able to bring him those vessels that he created in them for him to fill, that is what we need to bring our deficiencies closer to the Creator for him to fill. If we can do such a thing, he bestows. Okay, I don't see any more questions. Let's keep going. Item 7. Now you will understand their words that the Shekhinah in the lower ones is a high need. This is a most perplexing statement. Though it does go hand in hand with the above Midrash, that compared the matter to a king who has a tower filled abundantly, but no guests. It is certain that he sits and waits for guests, for his whole preparation will be in vain. This is like a great king who had a son when he was already old, and he was very fond of him. Hence, from the day he was born, he thought favorable thoughts about him, collected all the books and the finest scholars in the land, and built schools for him. He gathered the finest builders in the land and built palaces of pleasures for him, collected all the musicians and singers and built concert halls for him. He assembled the best chefs and bakers in the land and served him with every delicacy delicacy in the world and so forth. Alas, the boy grew up to be a fool with no wish for knowledge. He was also blind and could not see or feel the beauty of the buildings and he was deaf and could not hear the singers. Sadly, he was diabetic and was permitted to eat only coarse flour bread, arising contempt and wrath. Now you can understand the words about the verse, I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. So we are really in the lowest degree, completely opposite of the Creator, right? And we can't receive from Him, but only if we resemble Him, we adapt ourselves to Him. But for now we are opposite. So we can't be awarded with anything. First we have to correct ourselves. And that is actually our work and our problem. 
That's why whoever says, I want to receive, let's say like Ertzvika, why isn't the Creator giving me what I want? And he's right. He's right. We obviously understand him and agree with him, and we're also willing to come and receive like him. But what can you do? There are conditions that we need to fill. If we stand on those conditions, we'll receive. If we don't, we won't receive. And as much as you'll demand from Rav Leitman, that won't help you. Favoritism doesn't work in this case. Clear? Well, I guess Moscow won't have more complaints. Please. Before we give the Creator vessels to fulfill, even before that, what relationship are, is there between the Creator and the created beings? The Creator develops creation as much as possible in the will to receive until the created being with its will to receive feels that it can't suffer anymore and must invert his will to receive to be in order to bestow. By developing in a corporeal way and starting to ask, why am I suffering? Why do I need this suffering? Why do I need this life? And so on. Afterwards, when he enters spirituality, and starts knowing the wisdom of Kabbalah. So again, it comes and asks, what do I need this for? What am I going to get from this? How do I reach revelation of the Creator? I guess this will give me the right fulfillment. And afterwards, he starts by his advancement to change in a way that I don't need fulfillment. My fulfillment will be that I'm giving to everyone like the Creator and not receiving. And then what should I ask from the Creator to give me the will to bestow? That is what I want. To the extent that he exchanges his will to receive to the will to bestow, he receives vessels of bestow, and by that, he bestows to others. He passes the fulfillment from the Creator, the upper light from the Creator to the others, and by this he fills himself filling up. Clear? Nikolaev Sochi. Uh, it turns out that a baby, let's say, doesn't feel the sorrow of the mother. That's normal, it's natural. I don't feel the sorrow of the Creator who created this big, wondrous world. I only feel my own troubles. What is the transition here? I read it, and I feel ashamed that He created such a world, and I don't understand it, and 
and he suffers from me not reaching that pleasure, how to feel his sorrow? That happens gradually. We're not in a state that we can feel the Creator's deficiency, His attitude towards creation, to justify Him. We can't do that yet. It's very big things that are still far from us. But at least in the connection in the Ten, that is something that we can understand, that if we exist in such a way, by this, we will reach corrections. Can we say that the Creator suffers to the maximum because we haven't connected yet? Obviously, the Creator is suffering that we are not reaching the connection. He broke us to give us an opportunity to connect and attain what it, what this connection means and then what connection means and through that we can understand creation, understand Him to reach an eternal whole degree and we are still remaining on these lowly degrees the bottom ones and we can't reach any upper thing. So obviously, if we could say he's suffering from us, we are bad kids. Yep. Says that it's impossible, but it's all, but it's possible to raise a prayer. Yes, everything is attained by prayer. Nobody says you need to connect, but to ask for connection. Nobody is demanding of you to reveal the evil, what's truly preventing you from reaching wholeness, but ask to reveal the wholeness and so on. Good morning. I look around, I see all this reality around me and how we used the thin light we received and only bad we've done from this thin light. And I'm just wondering, how can we ask for more light? Otherwise, we would just ruin all of reality around us. How can we reach a state where our prayer is only for the correction of the vessels and nothing else, and how will our dissemination also be only for about the correction of the vessels? That's something you have to decide today what to do. Now there's a big congress, a big meeting. I really want now to turn to our friends that are the organizers, Zaza and the other people's right amit, that maybe they should explain what they're about to do today, that we can try and be with them in heart and soul. And in that way, how can we go through the day? That's it. So where are um, uh, Senya and Zaza and all the friends organizing? Explain to us what's happening with you today. Today 
Yes, hello. Today we have the central event. Uh, we have a, this is a, an Arva event, so tri- we're going to have a trip today. We're going to go to the desert. The walk will be about three hours. We have a plan for that. Of course, we'll have some stops and prayers and silent prayers and also written prayers. We'll also collect all the prayers together. So we will divide it between the friends so that each friend receives the prayer of another friend. And after the, this trip, we have a, another event where we go to the sauna and there we will be engaged in that for another three hours that that's something we can call an aquarium inside the sauna which will be a, a non-stop workshop we really want to connect all these states connect all the deficiencies all that we've received today so that the collective lack can be raised towards the correction. And of course, we'll also have the meals and finally the gathering of friends. That's great. I'm very envious of everyone that's there. I'd love to be among you. And we hope that you're going to have success there. We're going to pray for that. That's it. Let's maybe start folding up here and give them an opportunity to gradually go deeper into the Congress, a corporeal one, except for the spiritual gathering. I am really envious of you and in heart and soul I'm with you. And I really hope that you will get even closer between you and we'll do many more congresses and such events together. I really hope for it. And soon, the moment we will be able to, we'll do it in Israel too, and we also have the next Congress in Germany in a month. And in this way, we're going to do it around the world. So please, we're we're willing to do everything. So keep going. And from the bottom of the heart, all the best to you all. We are with you in one heart. Song. So just before the song, we will remind that uh, along with the amazing Congress that's happening, we also have our afternoon lesson at 1.40 p.m. Israel time is the lesson prep and 2 to 4 is the afternoon lesson. That's it, Rav. I think you summarized all of it. Yeah, I see Kiev are standing up already waiting for the song. So, come on. Face after face, race after race, from one
cage to another Mask after mask, task after task Lost in the sands Through you there's a cry, through you there's a light A place to be discovered Through you there's a way, together we pray to rise To see the face of love through your eyes Together as one Every word and echo from the skies Breaking the walls, hearts unite Then you I see a picture of me Find my flaws Through this key A place where we can Open doors Together we yearn The fire it burns The chance to feel alive A song from the heart Singing that love will Cover our crime To see the face Of love through your eyes Together as one 